Okay. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on when you are. That's usually how I start. Yeah, Danny here, I'm in California, and uh, we typically do those uh, live sessions um, every week on Friday. We have taken one month off uh, the past month to both uh, do to some travels and do, do some, some things we had to take care of. So it's been about a month or so that we took some time off, and we hope to resume, I hope to resume it on a weekly basis. Um, a lot of you guys are uh, joining in. Uh, you are Hebrew speakers and I'm a Hebrew speaker, but we're doing this open to the public and not everybody's uh, joining us speaks Hebrew. If you are wondering why I'm doing this in Hebrew. Um, just so you know, uh, this session is primarily intended for you guys. So I put this session, um, I bring a topic um, every week that I think to, you know, want to talk about. Uh, but I am very much more, oh, I'm much more interested in you guys bringing your own questions and we make it more interesting. So uh, from my preference is actually to have your questions uh, on the topic of real estate investing and not necessarily me bringing a topic in, which I do anyway. So feel free to ask questions related to the topic um, uh, today or other questions related to real estate investing. By all means, again, that's the whole purpose of this session. Today, a topic I decided to bring is the topic of HELOC, Home Equity Line of Credit. HELOC stands for Home Equity Line of Credit. And can we, should we, how should we use it, if at all, to invest in real estate? Okay, so let's just explain. Uh, by the way, if you are joining on the recording, uh, you are most welcome to participate uh, you know, with questions after the fact. I actually get a lot of feedback from people saying, hey, I'm unable to join your live sessions, but I was able to join uh, to watch the recording. So by all means, uh, questions or contacting us after the fact on the recording when it's not live is also uh, uh, acceptable. Um, HELOC, let's talk about HELOC for a second. So HELOC is, a, like I said, home equity line of credit. Typically, HELOC is giving on your primary residence, not on your rental property. Um, I am not currently familiar with a HELOC program for rental properties. It may be available out there. I'm just not familiar with it. So if you have a rental property and you want to get a HELOC on your rental property, uh, I think it used to, we used to have them before the crash. I'm not sure we, ha we still have them uh, or they're still available. I haven't searched and looked at with every bank, of course, but for the most part, as much as I know, HELOCs are not available uh, for rental properties. So don't quote me on that. If you know of a HELOC, if you have a rental property and you have a HELOC, you know, that's something I would love to learn and you can share it with us. If you talk to a lender and ask them about HELOC for a rental property and they say, yes, we can do it, um, uh, that would be uh, awesome for you. Um, I see the first question coming in and I'll, uh, you know, let me talk about the HELOC and then I'll, I'll absolutely, um, absolutely uh, would like to take your questions as, you know, as much as I can contribute or answer. So HELOC is on your house, your house. Um, your house is the primary residence, the house that you live in. Many times what, the, what investors or people are doing, they're saying, I have, let's just take an example. I have a, a house that's worth a million dollars. Okay. I have a mortgage 
um, a mortgage of let's say 400,000 mortgage balance. So that means I have a $600,000 equity in the house and I want to get some money and use, you know, tap into that equity uh, for whatever reason. So I go to the bank and the bank says, uh, hi offer, good to see you. Uh, the bank says, uh, we can give you a HELOC, a line of credit, and the collateral is the equity in your house. They're going to still want to do an appraisal, and let's say they're going to give you another 300000 in a HELOC, a home, you know, a line of credit, and it's collateral by your house. So first of all, you have a line of credit available you know, that you can tap into. Now, can you use it or how should you use it to invest in real estate? So a couple of things about, you know, about the HELOC. Um, First of all, you're not going to pay any interest until you actually use the money in the HELOC. So only when you pull money out of the HELOC, you can actually, you're going to start uh, um, uh, paying interest. So just setting up an HELOC, a HELOC and not necessarily using it, it's not a bad idea just to set it up, have it ready and maybe tap into it uh, when the time is right for you. So that's not a bad idea at all. Um, now, how should you use it? Well couple of ways I would consider using the HELOC. Typically HELOC come with an adjustable um, rate. So that means it's a rate that it's adjusted um, and it's not a fixed rate like your mortgage. So just keep that in mind because when you use the HELOC, your rate will change over time and that creates some exposure to you. Not necessarily a horrific one and I think even that rate has caps, upper and lower caps, how much it can go up how much it can go down, that's something you want to discuss with your lender. Um, so the HELOC is an adjustable. Now, if I have a HELOC, the way I would use that is in probably in two ways. One, I would pull the amount that I need out of the HELOC, all cash, and I would go out and buy, uh, let's say, a rental property, all cash, um, because when I do a cash transaction, I would probably have a much better... Um, I, I would, you know, it will make, it will give me, when I'm using cash and not a mortgage, it gives me a little bit of an advantage. Not a huge advantage, but a little bit of an advantage because sellers may consider it a little bit lower offer when it's all cash versus a little bit higher offer when it's all um, uh, with, with a mortgage, okay? So a seller is not going to drop the price dramatically because it's a cash offer, but, um, it, they may drop the price a little bit to accept a, you know, a, a cash offer. So that's one advantage. Second advantage, I could probably close quicker than the mortgage buyer. So that gives me a little bit advantage. Sellers acknowledge that, know that, and they would uh, you know, appreciate it to an extent. I had a conversation with one of my investors who thought that just because he's buying cash altogether, that gives him a huge advantage. The answer is no, for the most part, because... A seller still wants to maximize their profit um, or their uh, you know, selling price and not you know, give up on, uh, on a lot of the uh, a significant amount of the selling price just because it's a cash offer. So can it help? Absolutely. Is it a dramatic impact? Not necessarily. Okay? The only area that I see that cash offer can help um, probably more dramatically, meaning a bigger, a bigger uh, discount, um, is when we buying when we're still buying from the banks, a bank, a foreclosure property or REO owned by the bank, a bank would probably consider a much higher discount on a cash purchase versus a one with a mortgage. 
So the, there is one area that we could possibly get an advantage is if we find bank-owned property. Now, bank-owned property properties are not as common as they used to be. They're still around, but they're not as common. Many years back, you know, that was probably you know, was uh, mostly what we were buying. Um, but nowadays, we see them less and less. So if you have an opportunity to buy bank, and we're still buying from the banks, then the banks will definitely have a, a you know, will definitely be more fl flexible. Not definitely, but most likely be more flexible on the price if it's a cash transaction. So keep that in mind. There are some opportunities where cash will help you. Uh, primarily, I see it if we're still buying from the bank, not from a private individual. So going back to kind of connecting the dots, HELOC, if we pull the cash out and use it to buy real, you know, rental property, let's say a rental property, all cash will give us, for the most part, a little bit of advantage and in some situation, a greater you know, advantage. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean we're going to keep the house you know, all cash with the HELOC. Once we purchase the house and we you know, kind of um, own it, we can go back to our lender and say, hey, Mr. Lender, I, you know, I have this house um, I bought you know, for cash and I want to get a refinance on that property. And we can refinance. Again, I'm talking to the US-based investors for the most part and get a loan, a mortgage on that property, get most of our money back, right? Because the lender is not going to finance 100%. They're going to finance anywhere from, let's say, 80, you know, 80, 70 to 80% or less. Uh, so we get most of the funds back and we put everything that we got from the refi back into our HELOC account. So we can use that. Uh, that would be uh, um, one situation. So option number one, pull cash out make you know from the HELOC make a cash purchase and then once we finalize the purchase and complete it we can go back to a conventional lender and get a conventional mortgage on that property again I'm talking to the US based investors of yours if you are a second option would be to pull money out of the HELOC as much as we need only for the uh, down payment of the property and get a conventional mortgage. However, if we do that, there's two things I want you to understand that are important. Number one, if your lender, the conventional lender that you know that is giving you the mortgage to buy uh, uh, the rental property, knows you're borrowing the down payment, they will not approve that that loan. So you gotta probably pull money out from you know uh, uh, from the HELOC and. Um, and use that money to uh, uh, put in your bank account and let it sit there for three months. We call it aging in your account. And this way the lender does not suspect the money that for the down payment is borrowed. So that's one thing. So borrowed money for the down payment is usually not approved by a lender if the lender you know, is aware where is your down payment coming from. So remember that. Second thing is if you're borrowing the money from the down payment and you're getting a conventional mortgage, you're actually doing 100% financing on this property, okay? Typically, 100% financing of the property from two sources, your HELOC and a conventional mortgage, will result, or for the most part, will result in a negative cash flow, okay? So I just want you to be aware of that. Negative cash flow is not necessarily bad if you can afford it, right? And remember, there's a, it, you know, it's before taxes. So even you have some tax consequences, um, um, or you can deduct the loss, on your taxes. So it's not a complete loss, but you just purchase a house 
for 100% financing and everything is borrowed and your cash flow will suffer because of that. And I want you to understand that you will have a negative cash flow in that situation or most likely you will have. And if you do, A, be aware and, and B, I want you to know that you will need to supplement. So that means every month you will need to pay off um, you know, or bring from your own pocket to cover those expenses. Now, it could also result in a situation where the cash flow is good enough or strong enough for you to be in a break even, even if you borrowed 100% of the funds, but I wouldn't make that assumption to begin with. So be aware of that, that the cash flow is uh, uh, your suffer because you're borrowing 100% and you will have to come up with cash out of pocket. Now, those are uh, the two main things I would probably consider using uh, the funds for the HELOC. Maybe a third one would be, let's say you have enough cash to put as a down payment and you're getting a conventional mortgage, but you need maybe another 10000 or 20000 to fix up the house and you don't have that access to that money, then the HELOC can help you cover that gap and say, okay, now I can go and have enough cash as a down payment with a conventional mortgage, but because I need ten dollars or $15,000 to renovate or fix up the house to make it rent ready, maybe less, maybe a little bit more, I don't have that money available except for the HELOC. And then you use the HELOC um, you know, to, to cover the small gap that you need in order to fix up the house. So you can definitely use that uh, HELOC for that purpose as well. Now, one thing I want you to be kind of aware or careful about is when you tap into your HELOC, in a way you're putting, you're creating an exposure on your own property. So if something happens with your investment and it's affecting you financially, then you're actually creating some exposure or risk and additional risk on your own primary residence. So I just want you to be aware of that. If you're tapping into everything that you can tap into equity-wise, that will be uh, more higher risk. And, but if you're saying, hey, listen, I just, I have $300,000 in equity, but I've only used 40,000, which is not a big risk, then it probably makes more sense. So what exactly is the figure of risk or how much to pull or not to pull is entirely up to you uh, where you are financially, how much equity you have. But I just want you to be aware of the concept of not necessarily just because you have $300,000 available in an equity in your house doesn't mean you need to use it. Okay, it's just something you can tap into and maybe maybe not use all of it. So have some a little bit buffer or or uh, be a little bit more careful about it. Um, so let's just recap the HELOC. Um, HELOC is something good to set up if you can on your house so you can tap into. You can use it. Um, you can use more funds from the HELOC to buy cash, to make a cash transaction, and maybe later when you own the house that you purchase with your HELOC money, apply for a refinance and get the conventional mortgage. That's one. Number two, maybe use some of the money from the coming from the HELOC as a down payment with a conventional mortgage to buy that rental property. And number three is maybe use the HELOC to close a, some financial gap to help you acquire the property and fix it up, uh, even if you have enough funds, but maybe even if you have funds available to purchase, but not enough to do everything, the HELOC can be something you tap into and say, I'll pull a little bit out of the HELOC and use that in order to help me make that deal happen. Uh, so those are the three scenarios. And lastly, like I said, risk-wise, just because you have a, you know, a large amount available in the HELOC, 
Um, not necessarily uh, would be smart to use all of it just because you are creating an additional exposure or risk on your primary residence. So that's everything I had to say to, you know, about HELOCs and using HELOCs. Um, definitely set up one. I think it's good to set up one even if you're not planning to use it. Just have it there ready. Even not use it, it, it will probably just improve your credit score altogether. Um, so that's something that uh, could, could benefit you even if you're not using or tapping into the HELOC. With that said, let's, uh, I'm done with my part, so I'll take your questions. Remember, if you joined a little bit later, we just talked about HELOCs for the past 15 minutes about HELOCs. And besides the topic of using HELOCs to invest in real estate, um, the whole point of this session is to get your questions regarding HELOCs, HELOCs, or altogether about real estate investing. So you are most welcome to uh, ask questions um, related to real estate investing at large, not just specifically HELOCs. Okay, first question. Do you think the REITs in the US are gonna get a hit from the future or the uh, projected fall of the stock market? Dean, you know what? I don't know to tell you. I'm not um, tracking REITs and I am far from being a, a, an expert on that matter. Um, so I don't feel comfortable even providing an answer uh, regarding what do I think is going to happen with REITs and should you invest in a REIT or not. I just feel outside of my comfort zone or element even to give you um, a general idea. So I apologize, my friend. Um, I don't like to speak when I am not in knowledgeable about the topic. If you have other questions not about REITs, I'll be happy you know, to, to discuss. Um, are there any tax implications on using HELOC? Um, good question. I'm not sure 100%, but I think not. Not only that, as much as I can tell, when you're using a HELOC to invest in real estate, you are actually borrowing money from another source. I would, I would assume or I would, uh, would think that you can deduct that interest payment on your taxes because you are using the interest or that line of, uh, line of credit to invest in real estate. So I think the only benefit of tax consequences is um, using the tax, you know, the interest deduction on your taxes related to the property that you purchase. Hopefully that helps uh, with that. Is there no way to use HELOC from a, is there no way to use HELOC from a renter, renter property? So as much as I know, and I haven't checked all the banks, but, and it's been a while, but as much as I know, uh, lenders are not giving HELOCs on rental properties. You are most welcome to talk to lenders yourself and to check that. Don't take my word for it, my word for it. But as much as I know, lenders do not have a program for HELOCs on rental properties, only on primary residence. Double check, triple check, ask around to be sure. But that's, what, that's, my, uh, that's my knowledge on the topic, okay? And again, there could be a program out there that I am not familiar with, so I could be wrong about that. Let's see if we have uh, additional questions coming in, HELOC related or real estate investing related. Okay, 
Good. Okay. No more questions. That's okay too. Um, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up for today. So thank you for joining me. And uh, you, uh, oh, see, any updates on your syndications? Uh, not at the moment. No updates on the syndications at the moment. We've been uh, busy with other taking care of other things. Still are uh, that we are dealing with. And hopefully in the next month or two we'll be able to ramp up uh, back to the syndications um, option. Okay. Uh, okay, another question. Okay. Okay, assuming there are more questions, uh, you are most welcome to put questions if you're watching the recording uh, later on, no problem. And um, uh, we'll be happy to answer them um, if you watch the recording or you are most welcome to get in touch with us to see how we can help you invest in rental properties um, throughout the different parts of the country um, have a discussion you know uh, open discussion no string attached uh, very good I want to say I want to thank you for joining me uh, on this Friday and um, we are planning to have to resume and have a session every Friday so there is already one planned for next week so thank you for joining thank you for the questions I apologize for Dean for not being able to answer his read questions that's just not my uh, comfort zone or expertise and I want to wish everyone a pleasant uh, weekend and a happy you know weekend and enjoy the rest of your Friday and I hope to see all of you in a week or talk to you even sooner. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.